How you doing? I'm Michael Bell, the voice of Duke. Hi, this is Adrienne Palicki, Lady J from G.I. Joe. Hey there, it's Rachel Nichols, a.k.a. Scarlet. And if you're listening... And you're listening to... And you are listening to Anything Joe's, a collaborative journey through the world of G.I. Joe with Greg and Jaren. Yo, Joe! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Anything Joe's, a collaborative journey through the world of G.I. Joe. My name is Greg Engel. And I'm Jaron Decker. And we'll be your host today. Today on Anything Joe's, we're going to catch up on some news. And let's start with the one news item that everybody has already covered in depth. Let's talk about the Super 7 Cobra Mothership. So, the Cobra Mothership which is what Super 7 is calling it, because it doesn't actually have, an, I guess, an official name, uh, has now, you know, launched their Kickstarter. I don't, you know, everybody's got their own, it's like streaming services. Yeah. Everybody had Netflix, <laughs> now we all have Peacock and Amazon Prime and Hulu. This, is, this isn't this is a Kickstarter, it's a Super 7-backed project, Dang. I guess. But it is a Kickstarter, <laughs> essentially. And, uh, you know, the idea with the Kickstarter is... Hey, we don't want to make this if y'all are going to buy it. So we need it 4,000 people minimum to commit to buying it or else. We're just going to scrap it and we'll go back to the demo. Or else. Um, so at the time of this recording, um, there are 1,411 backers with a minimum goal of 4K and three stretch goals that lead it up to 7K. This is a tough sell, frankly, yeah. because it's... $500 and then another $100 for shipping, which, so that's a, I mean, that's more than, uh, both has labs, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's definitely it's, worth, it's definitely more than either has lab at one time. It might be more than both together. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. I mean, this is what we've come to expect from super seven. They make a premium item. It has a premium price that goes with it. Unfortunately, not only not just in the world of G.I. Joe where we saw the ultimate figures, but they've done that, you know, they did that a lot of Thundercat stuff. They did that big tank. So they're not afraid to shy away from stuff that's most people don't want to, you know, tackle at all. The question is, will there be enough fans to support it? Before we talk about the investment on this, let's actually take a look at what you're getting uh, with the full in package. So looking at the Super 7 uh pictures that they've supplied you see there's you know there's a lot of computer mock-ups so the first few images are just of the ship itself as designed on the computer you can actually see the outside of the ship we've already talked at great length about how the scale of the ship is not not really there this is probably <laughs> a, a tenth of how i would imagine this actual size is it looks it looks huge in the cartoon and but i get it right just like with Transformers, it's just not feasible to scale it the way it should be. So the idea is this or nothing, basically, or make it yourself. So the first promo 3D shot that I've got, you can see that they have some troopers that they have also designed. It's a weird, like, combo. It's obviously supposed to be a Viper, but he does have kind of like a V2, you know, the purple and orange Viper helmet on. Um, 
And obviously, we're still on the uh, old school, you know, this is the 5 POA, just like all your other Super 7s. Don't feel particularly warmed over by those figures. I know there's, there's a bit of, uh, another set that's also pictured. Uh, we'll get to that with the picture uh, when we actually find the picture for it. You've got some landing, like some thrust coming out of it, which I think is included, so you can actually make it look like it's taking off. I do like that. Looking at some rendered shots of the inside, here we see a shot of the Super 7 Cobra Commander with these other another close-up of these Vipers. Again, the helmet on these. I get, Maybe they're supposed to be flat helmets. I hadn't considered Yeah, they that. look more like pilot helmets for sure. So either a new type of Viper specifically designed for the mothership or Vipers that are have are multitasking can also pilot this large ship i'll again defer to when i see some better pictures of it since this is just the 3d mock-up but i really like the cobra logo in the doorway i love the yeah. globe that's pictured just kind of in the middle of the <laughs> whole area with the gigantic cobra logo on it it seems like it's a perfectly feasible thing next picture is a another uh, 3d render of the Mothership in action. It's got lasers that pop up on the left and right hand side and fire. Um, looks, you know, looks fine. Again, these are all renders. Other render shows the back side of the cockpit where you can see the like the, the backs of their stairs or their chairs have Cobra logos on them. They got a lot of like technical doohickeys on the side. You see like a compass and some computer. That all looks good. I'm, I mean, I'm here for it. You can also tell that Cobra Commander can't see anything from where he's standing. He's just looking <laughs> at the wall. He's just looking. He's like, you guys describe what you're seeing and then tell me about it. I'm just going to go look at this globe. Uh, the next picture uh, actually breaks down what is included with the set. So you have the mothership itself. We can see on this shot where the guns pop up from the side, not just the two in the front, but there's two on the left and right hand side as well. Uh, comes with a sticker sheet. I mean, pretty self-explanatory. Sticker it or don't. What's your call? Um, we see the stands, which are, is what I was calling the actual like takeoff thrust effect. There's three stands. So there's three things to put underneath it. So it could look like it's taken off. I think that's a very good idea in lieu of doing something that's like a sky striker stand where you can pivot. I think this is the next best thing. Certainly more important than say, I don't know, these eight explosives or these two. I don't know why it says two trouble bubble missiles. Oh, because it's a separate piece, right? Okay. My bad. Eight explosives. And then... Two different types of gunners. This is what I was mentioning earlier. You've got your gunner reaction figure. Same old, you know, 5 POA fits in with your other reaction figures if that's your jam. But now we also have a gunner O-ring figure, which is a classic 3 and 3 4 style. Just like, you know, what we were going through with the two packs of Duke and Cobra Commander, two Cobra officers. Also, the you know, the O-rings that were coming with the Transformers, Titan Packs, Barons, and Stalker. This is in line with that. Another... You know, classic O-ring figure that will either live or die based on this. Um, you know, people had talked at length about uh, Super 7 wanted to do O-rings initially. Hasbro said, no, don't eat on our plate. That's our thing. Hasbro did some O-ring stuff and went, yeah, you know what? We're done with these for whatever reason. <laughs> and then Super 7 was like, hey, can now can we do it? And I guess they were like, I'll tell you what. Try it on this one project and see how it goes. I would love to see Super 7 just fully acquire the O-ring license and do exactly what they're doing with the Super 7 figures uh, with these. Give me that Quinn and that bazooka in the ski suit. Give me the uh, Raven pilot, the female Raven pilot. Like all these figures that I love that Super 7 is doing that I only feel 
eh about because they're Super 7 would be absolute hits in an O-ring line. And you can't convince me otherwise that people wouldn't go crazy for them. Even the, I would even buy another rehash of the figures that they've done. Baroness, you know, Scarlet, Cobra Commander, Destro, the usuals. Uh, as long as they were trying something fresh. They always lean so heavily into the cartoon. I mean, they basically exclusively do that. If they do that with the figures, I think you'd have a hit. Um, just, just my gut reaction. So those are the, you know, the kind of the like prototype figures that they were showing, uh, that they're showing right now on the Super 7 site. All right, now let's look at some of the fully rendered 3D images of what the actual inside of the the whole thing looks like. When you So the entire top is removable. You can see here in this image, it's not just like a cutaway. It's actually going to come off. So, you know, play features basically is what I'm saying. You've got, and so we've got our two seats in the, in the front, which we've already seen with the, where the globe is at. There are two seats on both the left and right for like televipers, techno vipers, whatever you've got, kind of like working the logistics of it. And then outside of the of the cabin, there's a, uh, you know, that, that Cobra logo that you walk through. And there's a set of stairs that leads, I guess that's kind of like the ramp that leads out. So again, you know, you've, I can Pretty actually cool. see some pegs. Yeah, I can see some pegs on the floor where you can have people kind of, where there aren't stairs, you could still have people sitting. If I was ballparking this, you know, without overcrowding three, six, nine, you could probably fit somewhere between 10 and, I, and you know, this is maybe a stretch, but maybe 15 figures would fit in it relatively comfortably, you know, and it would look busy, not like jam-packed. So I like that they had the, you know, the foresight to put those pegs on there. I don't know... I'm assuming those will only be compatible with original vintage figures, not modern figures, because there's some discrepancy there in the the stands. Um, and that's fine. I mean, it is what it is. We, the hope, we know it'll work with vintage figures because they designed a vintage figure with it. Uh, but modern figures scale slightly higher, you know, about four inches. So my question will immediately be, you know, can't, will modern figures work on this or will they look, you know, way too large to fit in these seats? Uh, I, I mean, I really won't know until I have one in hand, but I'm willing to commit to what I've got on. So the left and right hand side of the open opening of the ship are, have got different things going on on the, uh, it's left. No, it's right. Our left. You've got a set of bombs. Those four, four of the eight bombs that were listed on the other page. Uh, I'm guessing those don't just drop down i'm guessing that's just like a storage bay for them even though they have circles at the bottom i don't see anything that suggests that they actually like launch on the other yeah. side of that there's a jail cell which if you are well versed in gi joe you'll know that those are the that's the exact same jail cell design that they have in the terror drone so that's a nice nod that they not only were like hey we're making good you know logical play features but we're also going to dial it back. We could have made this gel cell look like anything. Laser beams, real gel. We chose to age it with the toy and so it fits in line with the exact same gel that they would have at the teardrum. I like that a lot. Um, you can also see that there's, I'm going to assume these are pre-applied stickers, but there's like caution tape and little warnings everywhere. In the gel cell, I could see a, uh, I can't see it up close. Oh, I can't see it up close. It's a Hell Cobra sign in their gel cell. Mm -hmm. So that's nice. Mm -hmm. So I, if I'm counting right, mm -hmm. counting pegs for feet and and seats for butts, you're looking over 20 figures should fit in this. If you just put a figure on each, on each peg, yeah. So and on each I mean, seat. Not, 
that's not bad, you know. Not a ton of vehicles out there that you can get twenty people on with reasonable, you know, comfortability. On this uh, stairwell, on the angle that we're looking at now, there's a blue box with wires coming out of it. It goes into a box that has like a like a hot air balloon or maybe a very misshapen diamond on it, and in that there's a little white package. I'm really, I get real worked up over the details. I'm like, what is that? Are those uh, the parachutes? Oh, maybe. Well, X that out because we're not getting those. Because <laughs> um, it's on both so, sides of that of that ramp. So they had an early, like early access thing where if they hit the first goal within a certain amount of time, it would unlock these parachutes for everybody. And we already missed that window. And we'll, I'm gonna, I'm saving all the financing talk for the end, but. Uh, we'll talk about value versus what's included here. In yeah, so it looks like that the blue thing with the wires coming out, that looks like the backpack, and then the white part is the parachute. I see. It is what it looks like to me from zooming in on it. There is also a possibility that that is molded into it, and it's actually nothing mm-hmm. other than a design that doesn't do anything, which is fine. Next shot is uh, just kind of a show of what it looks like from all angles on the outside. Again, we can see the guns popping out. Oh, there's two guns on the side. So there's yeah. three guns on the exterior of both sides for six guns that pop up total. And then we see the ramp on the back. It looks like the top part comes up and the bottom part comes down. Um, I'm not very good with dimensions, so I don't exactly know what kind of vehicle you could fit in there. Certainly probably a ferret, you know, a smaller vehicle. But uh, I don't think you're going to get a stinger in there or anything crazy like that. Well, let's see. Do you see the next picture? Or maybe it's two pictures? Oh, yeah. I see that. 32.3. On my camera feed right now, if... Let me see. Make sure it's actually showing up. 32.3. And uh, I just so happen to have a shell of a badger here. Oh, well. Of all the things... I mean... I'm going to say you can get a badger in there pretty easily. Okay, so if a badger will fit, then you could find a pretty streamlined, you know, set of things that would go in there. You could get yeah. some, put some trouble bubbles in there, and they could pop out pretty the back thick. and, you know, kind of, yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're saying that door, I mean, that door to me looks like it's almost a third of it. I Maybe a little it. bit less, but still, you know, we're still talking okay, two so, inches wide. So. So some experimentation to be done there, um, but I, I feel certain that some smaller vehicles will fit in and will um, gel with it very well. Next section shows exactly how the top comes off. It looks like it's set into, is that five pieces? Um, so every compartment is like also, it. every compartment is unique. So if you were just playing, for example, in the like cabin, you could keep everything else closed. And it would probably make, you know, like toy photography look a little bit more um, realistic. And you know what? That's better. If I've learned anything from owning vintage G.I. Joe toys, it's that you should not make any one thing too large. Because not only does it become a hassle to ship, store, and remain unbroken, uh, it's impos- they're impossible to replace. So at least this way, you know, uh, you have some options if something did happen to it. Yeah. Here's another picture of everything uh, all in from the front. It looks dark here. This is like a this one looks black compared to the gray that the other pictures yeah. show. And it shows what the uh, unloading bay looks like when it's in the upright position. Nothing, you know, nothing to write home about. Some more pictures that kind of so at a different beautiful. angle. 
Just you absolutely can kinda, beautiful. You can see in this angle with the parachute, the little parachute thing, uh, a little mm -hmm. bit better rendered. Um, yeah, I, I on a later really picture, a couple later after the lights, you can see mm -hmm. it's empty. So it looks like those okay. are meant to be the parachutes. And now, oh, and there's actually a little diagram on the front of the box that looks like a parachute. So now we're just going to have an empty spot. Fair enough. <laughs> um, budget cuts, Cobra. Budget cuts. <laughs> some other interesting things that I can see from this angle are there are shackles in the prison. They are probably molded into it, uh, which I have no oh. issues with. <laughs> That's and cool. You can, also, you can also see the logistics of how the cell door works, how it slides behind the gray door which again is exactly how the other one worked this is much thicker in the surrender uh so i think it'll be a little bit more durable hey it looks like Next. the globe will spin because that cobra logo is in different areas in different spots yeah so if you That's flip fun. between these two pictures it shows the cell door opens the cobra logo leading into the cabin door is also open which i like a lot it has two panels on the floor that open up to reveal like Techno stuff, just like most vehicles did back then. And whatever's on this other side that we haven't seen yet also opens up with the whatever's opposite the cell door, basically. The armory. Uh, the armory. Here's here's the overhead view. Again, nothing. I'm not seeing anything I haven't already seen at this point. Just another good view of what we're seeing. I can also see that those parachutes are now on both sides of the thing. Um. Lights. So this does have LED lighting on the bottom of it. And according to this picture, it has a whole lot of them. 3, 6, <laughs> 9, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 LED lights on the bottom of the ship, which I think is great. Not only something that I would expect at this price point, obviously, but I'm thinking ahead to these lights plus that thrust that you put on the as a base mm. would probably light up from that light and make it look more like it's actually really lifting cool. up. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, so I'm very, very into that. I like that stuff. I don't normally go for like lighting on toys, but when you're getting something like this, that is, I think essentially is more of a display piece than just about anything else. Uh, I'm all for it. And here it is with no lights on, in case you don't know how to turn your lights on and off in your house. <laughs> here's uh, one. Here's another angle. We're just going to kind of go through all of these. Some of these I don't. I don't need to talk about this again. Another angle, same stuff. Worth seeing because it helps you visualize it in your mind a little bit. But I'm not seeing anything that I haven't already seen. Here's those bombs that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. um, again, and you can see they the have parachute the, thing above it. Yeah, now now empty. They're like, oh, it's been canceled. Remove it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like the bombs. I wish they had somewhere to like clip onto outside. I mean, mm -hmm. I guess they go. I yeah. guess they are supposed to fall down. They're like an actual bomber. Um, but if those bottoms don't open, I do feel like that's a bit of a loss. Maybe they do, and I just haven't seen it yet. Here's the armory with the opening doors. You can see they've got molded like weapons and grenades on the actual doors, and I'm guessing those little supply packs at the top are probably molded. But I would hazard a guess. Because this is Vi that's a Viper backpack that that stuff all comes out. Maybe does I don't know if it comes with it, but maybe if you it, buy the five pack, you're like you can store it all here. It's it's got it, it's supposed to come with four of each of those guns and then a couple mm. of those packs in that picture earlier. So I'd imagine that's just where they want you to put it. Makes sense, and it's a cool idea, you know, to have something like mm -hmm. that where they would store their weapons and all that. 
And then that closes and has the word armory on it. It has a little pin pad. I like I like all this little detail that's molded into it. Uh, that's a cheap way to make your stuff look a lot more detailed. And but you don't have to make a separate part. You just need a talented, you know, three um, D designer. Yeah. So that's the mothership. Uh, now we've got some close hand looks at the figures. So we, you know, we've already talked about this a little bit. We've got an O-ring viper, and then we've got a reaction viper, and the differences are just—I mean, they look identical except for the uh, articulation, which I think is a bold step to be like we're going to make our old stuff, and then we're going to try something new as well. Um, I am not in love with these, quite frankly. Um, I don't really need another viper. And yeah. I, um, I certainly don't think I can justify paying, it's like $70, $75 for the six pack that you can get added on separately. Yeah. Um, but if they come with it, you know, I would be willing to entertain it. I certainly cannot entertain the idea of putting an additional $75 on top of what I am considering spending already. I think they look good, but I really am only excited for what the future holds because I don't need five Vipers, and I certainly don't need five Vipers that look like this. Yeah. <laughs> for piloting the ship, that's fine, but for regular use, I don't know. I mean, I've got Strato Vipers. I've got Air Devils. I've got plenty of guys that can fly planes at Cobra side. Um, here's another shot of the of the actual loadout, the three boosters. The, your four, it's eight guns, four, uh, four of each type three Viper backpacks, eight bombs, these two trouble bubble missiles that say no Joes on the side. <laughs> what is it with designers being like, like they made that Cobra s sticker sheet for the Sky Striker and it's all like, it's almost like a parody. I don't think yeah. Cobra would steal a Sky Striker and then just write no Joe on it. I think they'd be like, let's Pythonize this or let's steal the entire <laughs> thing and, you know, and reroute it. Uh, and this sticker sheet is, you know, actually, the majority of the sticker sheet that's included is pretty solid. You can see some like thermal imaging of what I'm going to assume might be Cobra Island. I guess it could also be a potential target, although that's not as exciting to me. They have the little hell Cobra sticker that goes in the jail cell. So you can see not only where they expect you to apply it, but that you will in fact be putting most of them on. It's also not a ton of stickers. The little arrows that are pointing like this way and that way from a guy that has stickered many sky strikers it's uh, going to be a pain but it's not i've done way worse so it's it's at least a manageable amount oh there's a second sticker sheet my bad <laughs> so oh this is the tier the tier one unlock yeah. okay so if they hit four thousand, you unlock tier one tier one includes these two are these supposed to be trouble bubbles redesigned or do they have a different name uh um i'm gonna i'm gonna say if you don't know i definitely ain't got a shot <laughs> let me see if it says no, because there's a trouble bubble in tier two, so I don't know what trouble what tier one is. They are they're called turrets on here, mm. and it hits at and it hits, it hits at five thousand backers. Four thousand backers means we'll make it. Five thousand backers is when you start unlocking stuff, and every a thousand after that. So uh, I'm gonna well let's look at these real quick. Even though I don't, I'm not exactly super pumped to think that these are gonna get made. So two gur two turret seats and an additional set of stickers. Um, I don't know if these, I mean, a turret applies that they would slot into the ship somehow, uh, but I don't have a picture of how they are expecting to do that. So I'm not really 100% sure. I do like this and I think it would be a good addition, but it's out of my control if it hits the goal or not. So 
I mean, I can live without it, but you do you do uh, hope at this price point it gets as much as possible. So, real quick, there is a if you go down to the bottom of the Super Seven uh, site, there's like a 3D render walkthrough of it, mm. and it answers some questions. It is so the the handcuffs in the jail cell look like they, at least according to this, are going to be usable to put onto figures. And then hey. those bombs, those bombs do drop out of the thing, but there's only one hole. So if you go back to that picture on the bottom of it, okay, uh, okay, where there's like the one extra hole underneath where the three pegs in for the for the stand, there's two holes, and I didn't know what those were, but it looks like they drop, and so there's a rail for those four missiles that oh. you can push and then make them drop, which is really clever. It that that is. This little walkthrough makes it look even cooler because it looks like even yeah. the little consoles will come up where they're they, being I used. I see that. That's, I mean, that's pretty cool to get a little, <laughs> little flint in jail. This is all very good. I really enjoy a, a toy that has practical applications that are f- both fun and inviting. That I am really pleased to see those bombs dropped. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And then, so now we know that it can store two trouble bubbles on the back because we see them there. Yeah, and, and not like pushed up against each other. So yeah, side by side. Of course, again, we're in the world of a three D render. I don't know how strict they are on that stuff. <laughs> like if they might be fudging it a, a little bit. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, that all looks I mean, really good. I really like all this stuff. Does I wonder if the the globe is shown rotating there? I wonder if yeah. you can, I guess you can do that from underneath. It would be rad if that was battery powered and it. Just oh, that would be really cool. Um. Okay. I love those okay, doors, know. how they have the the red on it when they close. Mm-hmm. So it finishes off like the the Cobra symbol. <clears throat> that looks really cool. So the turrets, we don't know. I don't know where they go and I don't know what they do. Well, I know what they do. I know what a turret does. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how likely it is that we'll get it. The tier two unlock is those two trouble bubbles, essentially. Which, again, I'm like, these have been designed specifically to go in the mothership. The dimensions might be a little wiggly. But it still gives me a good starting point of an idea of what will fit in there. Uh, tier three unlock is it looks like a set of the they're called Viper Gunners is what they're calling them here, and they the tier three unlock is just like a recolor of those in black and red, so that's those are your three tiers leading up to seven k. All right, now we've looked at it and we've seen everything it has to offer and we have lots and lots of thoughts on it, but the big question is, is this worth five hundred dollars, and then a hundred dollars shipping? Jaron, yeah. <laughs> you say that, Jaron, but I and I'd be very surprised to hear you say that you're buying this. I'm not. I would That's, love to. I, the more we go through it, the more I'm like, oh my gosh, I want this. But six hundred dollars and the fact that it's going on right now. If they had waited until beginning of the year or spring, as we're kind of hopefully getting a little bit of break, I might have been able to cobble something together and get it. But it's just. I mean, I've been hit for so many classified figures, and this would be a year's worth of classified figures. And I, as cool as I think this is, the fact that it's out of my scale as well, it's just not... For the people that have it, I think it's worth it. But it's just so hard to to get that much for me 
yeah, I just can't do it. But man, I want it. <laughs> the more I see it, the more like as we're going through, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. Oh wow, that's cool. And then like that render, seeing that, and I'm like, oh man, I could fit two badgers in there maybe if I try really hard. You know, like, uh, you know, it's just it, it's you can tell that Super Seven is really like done their research and is really caring about what they're making, which is really cool to see. Uh, I wish I could partake. I just can't. This is a tough one. Do I feel this is worth $600? No, I don't. <gasps> uh, I, I, I didn't say I wasn't going to buy it. <laughs> I just, I just... <laughs> so, a couple of points. First of all, I do think that the retail price for Super 7 stuff across the board is a little high. Uh, don't think they make bad quality at all. And with the exception of some quality control issues from Ultimates Wave 2, I've been pretty happy with what I buy from them. But uh, they kind of got me over a barrel. I feel compelled to get it. I really do. I really want it. But I'm also struggling with the price in a big way. There's very little about this set that does not appeal to me. I like that they're making something that's never been made. I like that it has great playability and it has good potential for dioramas. I think it would display really, really well wherever you put it. And there's at least a possibility that it will work with modern figures, which would be a big deal for me. In a real way, the the Super 7 is so good at their detail orientation that I feel like there's a part, you start to get a part where you're like, vintage GI don't look right anymore because this looks so good and they look so old that there's, there's a little bit of a compatibility problem. Modern figures, I feel like, cross that divide a little bit better. But I wouldn't be unhappy if i got it and it only worked with vintage figures i mean i would just be i'd be a little let down for the price i would like it to work with just about everything um the thing that will probably uh get me across that line is that they have a payment plan system which i've used before it's called shop pay i think it works with amazon or something else and it is basically um i mean it's like rent to own uh, except not uh, not quite as much of a ripoff as rent to own is you pay a small percentage premium total and then you set a plan a payment plan based on how frequently you want to pay every month every three months you know how soon do you want to have it paid off and that's it it's just like using a credit card or any other thing they ship you don't have to wait till it's paid off you know you'll get it when it's ready and then you pay them i think that's about the only way i could feasibly pull the trigger on something this big and not be just like i can't have six hundred dollars coming up i i can't have six hundred dollars coming out of my savings account i don't have six hundred dollars so maybe over the course of a year i'll be able to work up to it and pay it off i i i have basically decided since they announced it that i am getting this and that shop pay is probably going to be the only way that i can do it the only thing that's holding me back and i say this with much love to super seven who's made lots of product that i've bought and enjoy but Every almost everything I've ever bought from Super Seven, I have been able to find cheaper later. Uh, almost all of it gets at least a twenty percent, some kind of like deal of the day. If you're an aggressive shopper for GI Joe and you police a lots of like big bag toy store deals of the day, you or even Amazon. I got the San Diego Comic Con set, which is the five person set from Pyramid of Darkness. Obviously, very relatable. Came with the robot shipwreck snake eyes and some other dudes. And it was like, I think it was like, it was between $60 and $80 when it came out. And I bought it like maybe four months later. 
a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. I bought it on Amazon, and it was like maybe 40 bucks below MSRP. And I've seen the Ultimates go on sale for less than that also. And you can go buy almost any Super 7 figure for half of retail right now also. So in my head, I'm like, you might be getting, you might be overpaying yet again, Greg, for a G.I. Joe product. But someone did say, hey, this is a Kickstarter or whatever. And Mm -hmm. they're basically made to order. So there probably won't be a lot of extras out there to, to get rid of. And I do look at other things in this zone, like Jabba's Barge, the Marvel Sentinel, any of that other older, you know, HasLab Kickstarter stuff. That stuff did not go down in value. That yeah. stuff actually, that stuff actually has gotten significantly worse to the point to where I don't collect any of that stuff that I named, but I look at it and go, that looks great. And then I'm like, holy moly, it's even more expensive than what it was overpriced at initially. So there's something to be considered for that as well. We're going to move on to talk about other stuff, but I wanted to talk about this a little bit, cover the ins and outs of it, and basically publicly commit that I'm buying it so I can't back down. I would, you know, we'll, when this, you know, again, I'll buy it. And when it comes in, we'll open it up and really give it a, a working over and see what it's compatible yeah. with and see what we can do with it and see how it looks in place. I'm excited for it. I'm glad it's getting made. I would have changed quite a bit, honestly, but I'm not unhappy with it. Uh, it has just enough. It's just enough stuff. That's right for me to really need it. And then I'll put it right beside that clock that I can't also can't afford. So that's the super seven mothership. You know, it doesn't end until December 11th. There's actually quite a bit of time. I do appreciate that. They gave us a huge window to think it through and kind of, if you've got to move some money around, you know, you have some time to do that. My work bonus falls around the end of November historically. So that's another thing that will play in very, in a very big way. Well, is my bonus good? How, is it so good that I can sneak out $600 and my wife won't notice that I bought a gigantic toy plane? <laughs> Stay tuned, listeners. <laughs> All right, that's the thing I wanted to talk about in, in detail. Let's do a couple quick hits on some other stuff that's been happening this week. All right, we're going to rapid fire some stuff that's been out this week. I don't think this is stuff that requires an extensive amount of discussion because it's things that we've seen before at least in some form first thing up is Haya Toys is continuing their classified rescale 4 inch international overseas only figure line with Major Blood Um, if you've not been following this line Haya Toys is an international seller they have acquired the license to make basically 4 inch modern Joes with the caveat that they can't be sold in the states so I hope you don't like them too much because they're real hard to get is what I've learned (laughs) I've uh you know, they've been kind of doing... These are all classified figures. We know this because the Storm Shadow that they came out with actually used an old classified design where he has the tattoos on his arm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like they're leaning even more into that uh, with every figure. They did. They announced Flint. They announced Lady J. Those were both very classified heavy. This Major Blood, also, you know, very classified yeah. influence. He's got the dog tags around his neck, like the classified figure does. The robotic arm is, like, way more robotic. These are as just about as close as you can get to saying, take this sick classified figure and make him smaller. Yeah. I love these figures. I really genuinely do. And I, I want them because this is my scale, this is my collection, and I like a lot 
what they're doing. The only one of these I actually have in hand is the Storm Shadow because it was such a radical departure from everything else we'd seen. I thought it was a must-have addition to the modern scale mm. that I was collecting. And I love it. It's very poseable. It's very play-friendly. It's got a lot of extra parts. It is, it's too expensive. It is expensive to have these guys imported. I would like to give a shout-out. This is a non-sponsored post, but smalljoes.com. Uh, you know, an online retailer that I've bought many G.I. Joe accessories for over the years. Stuff for my Ikea cases, display stands, I mean, whatever. They put out a thing. They sent an email blast out, and they were taking pre-orders for two of the older ones. It was like Firefly, Flint, Lady J, maybe, um, mm -hmm. for twenty nine ninety nine. Now these are these have an MSRP of twenty four ninety nine over there, and you can argue right away that that is too expensive based on you could get a classified figure for the same price in the states. I won't argue that, but because I'm so passionate about these, that doesn't bother me. And thirty dollars, I'm here to tell you right now, is way better than what I've been seeing online. I think I paid close to forty once I got that Storm Shadow shipped, so I was like, "That's yeah, I'm going to pre-order these yeah. in the hopes in the hopes that I have actually maybe finally found." somebody that will distribute in the states because i do i will buy all of these i would buy even less classified stuff to continue to collect these the only thing i don't like about these is the head molds i think often suffer from the shrinky dinkiness of it the they can't get the detail down to pack i do think it looks better than probably 85 percent of modern gi joe figures that are out there because they're from 10 15 years ago and technology does continue to improve with toys, um, but it's the one thing that I'm like, uh, I think this could be better. Everything else, I think it looks absolutely rad. Jaron, what are your thoughts on Hiya Toya's Major Blood? I mean, I, I feel like I have nothing to add, really. I mean, they look like shrunk down classifieds. I like the original. You know, I like that these are kind of bringing that original design where it's a little bit more out there, less one-to-one. -one. I think that's mm -hmm. super cool. Um, yeah. Really cool. Not something I'm going to add because I'm already struggling paying for the, the for the classifieds that I'm getting. So, uh, but I am happy that there you know there are things for people in the other scales. You know, more GI Joe stuff is not a bad thing. Next item: Mesco Toys One Twelve Collective announces the GI Joe Duke Deluxe Edition. Whew. Uh, <laughs> Mesco Mesco 112 Duke ships May to July 2024. It's $112 with a non-refundable non deposit of 28 bucks if you get it through them. Don't do that. Get it through BPTS. It requires a smaller pre-order bonus or a smaller deposit. And also, I just want to say, the last two times I've canceled something from Big Bad Toy Store, they have refunded that non-refundable depo deposit as well. Uh, good guess. Not a good guy, however, is this abomination one Mezco 112 G.I. Joe Duke. Jaron, you were talking about before we got started that you did not feel this really did it for you. And I can no. kind of see why. Would you like to speak a little bit up front about what it is about this figure that you don't enjoy? I mean, I think first off, his lifeless eyes. That that hurts it. There's, like, there's the picture of him on the, the flag and he's saluting and it just, he looks like he is not all there. He has seen the <laughs> horrors of war. Um, I it's I think it's a problem I have with Mezco. I feel like their head sculpts for humans is not, and it might be also the proportions. Like if you look at the full on him, he just looks a little little beefy, a little mm -hmm. short and stout. And you know I think don't get me wrong, Mezco does amazing. Here is his stuff. handle. Here is his stout. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
but you know, like, and it's the same thing I have with like. There's a lot of the Batman figures, and I'm like, ooh, I don't like the unmasked head, but I like the figure. Um, but where they shine, I think, is in that more weird, more niche kind of thing, like the the Gomez figures or the Rumble Societies and things like that. Um, I, the weaponry also is really, really fun because, like. For anyone who is into guns, just reading this, I feel like is going to send some people, so let me read it. Uh, the secondary weapon is machine gun. Two removable machine gun clips, removable front silencer, and six grenades in two styles. Uh, it's just, that's not how anyone would write it, I don't think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and really the same thing with a handgun, two removable clips for, for gun. Uh, you know, it's just, I feel like it's, Almost there. I got two removable clips and a tripod. <laughs> it's just like it. Even looking at the guns, like it looks like I can see parts of guns, it, but not really. Like it's it's almost there, and I feel like I feel like almost there is kind of how I would describe every bit about this figure. Like his face is almost there. His proportions are almost there his <laughs> guns are almost there like it's i feel like now granted i say all that as someone who if i made something no one would even want to see the renderings of so <laughs> take what i'm saying with a grain of salt um it's just i am excited for some of the figures i own a mezco now and i love i know the work that they do and how phenomenal it is it this one is not one that's coming home with me this is not the gi joe that is going to bring it bring it home to me plus uh, i like a duke that looks younger i don't know this guy looks like he's ready for retirement not ready to go do more adventuring i do feel like in these three head molds he looks like different people in almost every one of them of these three heads the serious face doesn't do it for me the yelling face doesn't do it for me the smile face I'm like, oh, okay, I could maybe go with that. Yeah. And it actually wasn't that much different with Destro when I think about it because Destro was like, here's the cartoon helmet. I was like, no. Here's the weird one where he looks really, really happy. I was like, uh, no. So maybe that's just how it is. Maybe there's you only get, they make three because they know they can, you're only going to like one of them. Um, 13 interchangeable hands. Uh, Two nondescript weapons with their accessories. <laughs> Pistol, knife, fire effects, grenades, clips, rocket launcher, and a tripod. Um, he's got a... I mean, that's... I'm just getting started. He's got a canteen, binoculars, helmet, walkie-talkie, a foldable shovel, mud splash, backpack, which doesn't <laughs> look a lot like his original one, and then he has a scarf. I am always like... I do not like the cloth goods, but... That Destro really did kind of like win me over a little bit because the cloth on him is just like <laughs> tailored almost, form fitting, kind of stretchy, doesn't fall into the that void that most cloth goods normally do, where you're like, oh, you clip the cape on here and then blow on him to make it, you know what I mean? Like really lazy <laughs> stuff. So I am slowly getting over that hurdle because I have seen what a great job they've done with it. This is a maybe for me. I hate. I really do want to collect the Mezco 112s. I think they look great, and the more of them I get, the thing, I'm the more amazing. I think they'll all look together. I don't know. So much going on. A made of July 2024 does help, but 
things are so crunch heavy right now. I'm just not ready to commit to it. Not quite yet, but not the worst one. I mean, just, it's just not like, it's not going to win any awards. You're, you're dead center. I mean, you're completely right that the head is the one thing about this that I'm like, doesn't, doesn't look quite right. There's just, it's not, I don't know. It's tough when you're working with a character that doesn't have, is not based on a real human because there's so much interpretation based on the artist's. I don't feel like they leaned into any particular art style with this because he does not look like any Duke I've ever seen before. I don't know. <laughs> we'll come back to this. When I see the actual physical reveal, not the prototype shown pictures, I'll know for sure. I'll know right away if it's a done deal or not. Last quick news item. This comes to us from Aussie92YoJo on Instagram. It's our first images of the McFarlane G.I. Joe page punchers. What's a page puncher, you might ask? Well, me too. What's a page puncher, Jaron? <laughs> so it's something they've been doing with DC, and they've done it with Spawn. I think those are the only two they've done so far. What it is is it's a, it's a page puncher. You've got a little guy that punches, and you've got some comic book pages. Uh, so they pack in a comic book uh, with a, sometimes a unique cover. Um and but it's a reprint normally and at least the one i've i've got the ones i've seen and it's i mean it's a cool little idea maybe to get kids into comics and still give them a little toy um it is something that i think is it's cool to see that the joe team is branching out now we've got super seven we've got Haya, we've got mezco and now we've got mcfarlane um you know i am a mcfarlane person i know a lot of people are not mcfarlane people but I like what McFarlane's doing with the DC stuff, so I'll be excited to see how these all actually turn out in hand, and I will probably end up getting them for my son. He's three, and he likes little toys. And unlike big things, he likes little things a lot more. So uh, these these figures are like two and a half inch, uh, five POA normally, maybe four POA. I don't even know if the head actually turns or not. Um, I don't own any of the DC ones, but I might end up getting some of these Joes. Do you know what the average price is on these? Honestly, no. Not off the top like, of my head. <clears throat> I'm just saying like maybe 20 bucks. Seems like a... I feel like somebody messaged, messaged us about that today. So, here's some... Here, I have some thoughts on this. I'll say up front, you guys know how I am. I like everything. I want everything that's G.I. Joe related. This is very unappealing to me. It's in another, it's in a, it's in a scale that I have nothing else in. This is like comparable to say mask figures, very small. Uh, the articulation is limited because of that size. It makes me think of the old awkward years prior, you know, to DTC. They had hip joints like that where the legs only moved up and down, didn't bend at the knee. They were bad. Mm. They were very bad. It was a very bad year for GI Joe around that time. Um, so 20 bucks would definitely be the most I would pay for this. And even then, I'm probably only paying it for the reprint covers. Interesting thing about these comics that come with them, they are two totally different books from two totally different eras. The book on the left is a Jamie, that's a Jamie Sullivan variant cover for G.I. Joe Real American Hero 267, written by Larry Hama. So it's I've got a few years on it as we're, you know, we're up to 300 now. Mm-hmm. The other book is even older than that. That's from the IDW run that Chuck Dixon wrote. It's from the total reboot era. It doesn't take, it's not based on the real American hero continuity at all. Um, 
if you're trying to get kids into G.I. Joe, you probably should not market two completely separate continuities to them. You should have picked something that would be an easy jumping on point. Uh, that also is a little bit more kid-friendly, maybe, than these two books would be. My only hope is that since these are not official reveals, maybe these were just placeholders. They grab two random comics and they're like, here, these have those characters. Um, because, I, well, I, like you, I can't imagine that they would not want to push old... They, like, I can't imagine they would want to push old comics instead of the new relaunch that's coming. Yeah, unless that was inked beforehand. Um, I'm sure IDW was like, yeah, we'll do anything that they'll let us since we don't have the license anymore. The Jaren, the only thing I can say to maybe to counterpoint that is that these two books don't have barcodes on them, and they would have mm. had barcodes in the lower left-hand corner. Uh, but I would still play devil's advocate and say that these could be mock-ups and not the full thing. Yeah, um, I guess we'll see in hand. You know, these, it's just these two. I'll probably will buy them if it's just that these two sets just to have them. Yeah. But well, if off- it's anything like the DC, they he started pumping things out pretty quick once he started. And uh, I, what I saw was that the two packs for the DC are sixteen ninety nine. So um, oh, depending okay. on how licensing go, they could be even maybe a little bit cheaper. Uh, well, that's with, even more appealing. Less licenses. I, it's so funny that I understand that Hasbro has got to be like, yeah, you want to work on it? No problem. But don't you work on it in the scale that we're working it on it because you might, you might outperform us and that would be bad. And so they always try something different. And every time it's something just a little, I mean, I, I understand that working at a different scale has got to be like the kiss of death because I'm looking at these and like, no. As a matter of fact, the first thing I think of are those gigantic G.I. Joes that came out, and they were like Dollar Tree, Ollie's, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and those didn't go anywhere either because they were real big, no articulation, did not come with a comic. Had no like. I'm like, you can't, this is not how you market it to a child. Yeah. And if you're not marketing to a child, you're way off base because even I won't touch this stuff. I'm like, this is... I, what am I going to do with a figure a G.I. Joe this size in a scale that basically died immediately? So I don't I don't know. We'll see what this looks like when they actually hit the stores. Um, but it doesn't do much for me other than just the like novelty of seeing them envisioned in another line. Anything that comes out for this line that I think looks great, like if I get that Duke and I'm like, wow, this is a redesigned Duke and it's the best one I've ever seen, I'm just going to be mad that I don't have it in a scale that I actually play with. (laughs) So anyway, Page Punchers coming soon. Probably. I don't saw this. That's the only information we have. We'll see. (laughs) That concludes the news for this week. Um, As we wrap up, Jaren and I just kind of have like, it's like free time. It's a recess. Um, we're Jaren. I was going to talk with you a little bit about how Void Rivals has been going. If you have not been reading Void Rivals, or if you have been under a rock for the last four months, it's the merger with Robert Kirkman's Skybound Entertainment. They are relaunching GI Joe and Transformers under their label, and they've also made a third title called Void Rivals, which is some, somehow supposed to tie these two properties together. I'll say up front that the discussion that follows will contain spoilers for the first four issues. So if you haven't read it and you're interested in it, then you could just sign off right now and we'll see you in two weeks. Otherwise, let's get going. <laughs> Jaron, you had mentioned, you know, we haven't talked about this at all because I just got caught up. I did not realize I, it had already been so long since we covered number one. So I read two through four this week 
And I'll just have to say that the very first takeaway that I had from it was there are no G.I. Joes in this book yet. It's been almost half of a year and I'm still dealing with these two scrubs. So I, I am, you know, it makes me think I've, it gives me like Batman Fortnite crossover yeah. vibes where I was like, I don't want to read just this. Waiting. I just want to see just Snake Eyes. I don't. And then Snake Eyes shows up, they fight. And I'm like, great. Well, as far as I'm concerned, this book just ended. I do not care what happens after this. Um, uh, that is is harsh because I actually think that Void Rivals is written quite well and is an interesting story, but I was promised the merger of two universes and I did not think we would still be reading it this far along. Not yeah. only are we four, not only are we four issues in and the plot has developed pretty significantly for these two primary characters, yeah. there is no it's not like they're like, oh man, we're finally at war with each other over these Energon cubes or yeah. there's nothing. There is nothing. Like, they're not like, oh, there's a stray astronaut named Countdown flying around. Like, I'm just, I was expecting it to, I was expecting it to be a lot more heavily tethered in these two universes. And I guess oh, look, I don't there's understand. There's the tricks and there's, I mean, you know. <laughs> dude, quite honestly, this, it would make perfect sense in this story to do something like yeah. that. In issue yeah. three or issue four, they encounter some kind of weird, like space bounty Scotch hunter Lord. guy. He's like a hog dude, right? Yeah. You say it like yeah. I'm supposed to know who that is. No, but no, no, you're no not supposed that. to. It's a transformer. Okay. Apparently it's a deep cut. I don't know who he is. Uh, I only know him as a Void Rivals character. I just think I love the story. So they do have a Transformers character in it. I just did not know who he was. Yeah, Great. so he has it's a good. Quintesson and everything. Like he, it's, ah. yeah. So so he's a he's a from what I understand. Now it could be a main character, and I would still not know. But I think it's a more of a deep cut. Um, so yeah, but th- which makes it even worse because we're getting plenty of or not. We're getting at least a decent healthy dose of transformers but there ain't been a peep joe yeah so just in case you're not planning on reading it or you've it's been a while since you've read the whole thing the basically i'll sum up the whole four issues very quickly you probably if you haven't seen we did an entire episode covering the first one so i'm not going to get into that two alien species crash land on a planet they're at war with each other they are fighting one another they realize they can't survive unless they work together they work together they take their helmets off Hey, they're both humanoid with a, they have a symbol (laughs) on their head. It's the only thing that makes them different. They've been told otherwise this whole time. So they've been fighting a fake war over some, they're both struggling for resources. And so a lot of the fighting seems to be based on trying to bring back resources to keep everybody alive. And so they go, the two of them work together. They escape from the planet. They have some, they encounter some stuff. The bounty hunter thing I was talking about, just a side story. They are able to get off this crash planet. They start headed back. They're like, hey, we learned something that we're not supposed to know, that we're the same. Let's split off. We'll go tell our somebody that we can trust in each uh, species or whatever race and go from there. And then the female intruder double crosses him, knocks him out, takes him to her base. She meets with their like king and susses out that she knows what's underneath the helmet locks them both up yep was that it am i forgetting anything ladies be crazy no you got it 100 percent right it's it's basically a romeo and juliet platonic like it is there's, there's no love but th- yeah so i mean it does borrow a lot i feel like there's if you're familiar with the image comic saga which is a very popular science fiction fantasy book it really 
uh, resonates that, a story of a prisoner and a guard from two opposing races that were at war with each other that fall in love and escape. Um, I'm not going to pretend like there's not some parallels there. Um, yeah. And I do, I think Void Rivals is good. I think it's well written. I think it's well drawn. Uh, I just am not interested in reading a book that does not have G.I. Joe stuff in it. And I am in the complete opposite boat. I am 100% (laughs) interested in this story. And I can't wait until they inevitably make these characters an action figure form. Because if you look at their designs, you cannot convince me that they weren't made with action figures in mind. That's right. Coming soon to Page Punchers, two and a half scale (laughs) Void Rivals. Just like, they will they'll absolutely, they'll absolutely not make them in the scale. They'll probably make them classified size because we already know they're making mole rats. Mole Rats leans into the Energon part, so the yeah. connected universe is it's coming together. Um, so, I mean, yes, I've I have been a little disappointed in it overall. Uh, just, I'm I just I'm ready for the GI Joe stuff to happen. I don't read a ton of comics anymore that mm. are that independently attract me. Like I just have the the business of comics has driven me out uh, over the years as things have changed so much and there's just there are not a lot of comics that i feel like are great reads anymore and i mean well saga saga is truly one of the last comics that i've held on to that's not gi joe because i think it is phenomenal i'm not well, saying the it's superman a- is incredible <clears throat> that's going on right now and i think you should give it a try well i read that superman run when uh, brian michael bendis was writing it and i liked it a lot and when he left so did i which is something that i do a lot um, so I don't know, maybe I'll go back and catch up some stuff. You know, I don't want to get sidetracked cause we're wrapping up, but like I read X-Men for a crazy amount of time. Yeah. I probably collected X-Men longer than you've been alive. It was one of the first comics I read and I read it over a decade, but probably two decades. And this just in uh, folks, Greg is old. <laughs> Newsflash. <laughs> um, but the thing that got me was I stopped reading X-Men for, I don't remember what I wrote. I just was like, I got to cut yeah. back. I'll come, I'll jump back in later. And I tried to jump back in probably four years later. And I, I had no, I, there was no jumping on point. Me, a guy that knew the entire history of the X-Men. I was like, this entire team is all new people. I don't know who they are. Uh, I was just like, I don't know what's going on. And they're not explaining it to me. It really harkens back to the old G.I. Joe comics that we were reading where the, you know, the, the old adage, this, every comic is somebody's first comic. And yeah. so you're supposed to make it as accessible as possible. And they did that a lot in the eighties and they don't do it a lot now. I think they, they write for the, for the trade paperback. Yeah. So if you're not getting in, if you're not in one of those runs, you have to, they expect you to go back and find all those trade paperbacks. And yeah, not, I like, uh, uh, th- I think that's one of the things that makes me like uh, the the new Superman run because the first splash panel, the beginning of every issue, is just born on a dying planet. Like, uh, mm. you know, like it gives you like the key bulletin points of this is who Superman is, and here's what's going on, and it kind of like boom, and it very much like I I I listened to a comic book podcast for years. It was not a very big successful podcast, but it was like four guys who just loved comics, and they always mm. they always reiterated that you know every comic could be someone's first comic, and like I feel like they're doing a really good job on that on Superman. Um, I am all in on all of the Dawn of DC stuff. It's another DC reboot, um, but 
I try everything. And right now, I mean, they're batting about 500. I mean, I for every Superman, there is a Hawk Girl where I'm like, nah, I don't care. Um, but then there's but then there's the new Teen Titans or there's the new Catwoman which is really good or the new Wonder Woman which actually is really cool from the first issue. Uh, she's like anti-government and there's like a secret society of the king of America which is a cool concept. All right, so let's get back on track. Um, yeah, back to Joe. Is is your <laughs> do you plan on reading this Transformers comic that's coming? Actually, yeah, I actually do. Yeah, this is. I'm gonna jump full hog into the Skybound. I think. I mean, we're talking two Joe books, a Transformers book, and then an actual Joe book, like, uh, and then Void Rivals. Because I'm not well, up on it. there's it's three if you count a real American hero. <laughs> yeah, that's that, what I mean. Duke, there's Duke Cobra Commander, and then a real American hero. Um, so yeah, three and then so, a Joe or Transformers and Vo- Void Rival. I. I am undecided if I want to get if I want to start the Transformers book. I mm. didn't have great success reading it when Revolutions launched it, and they you know they were tying every, they were putting actual GI Joes in the book, and I was still kind of like I just do not know anything about Transformers, and yeah. I can't follow up the book, and I'm only reading it for GI Joe stuff. But I do love uh, DWJ is the guy that does the art on the Transformers book. Mm-hmm. I think he's very very talented. I've seen he has a YouTube thing on Friday nights where he often shows. Oh him that's cool like actually penciling on it so i've seen some great art coming out of it i guess i will try it and see the, the first the issue is out. the first issue out of transformers <clears throat> is out i have it i just haven't read it yet oh well i need to read that when we're done here and yeah but, and i yeah i have also actually as last very last thing they did show the covers for the new uh, duke and cobra commander books looks phenomenal very interesting approach um the both of the teams you know they made it so it would immediately get your attention and they did exactly that mm-hmm. because they both covers have a uh kind of somebody that doesn't exactly belong there yeah. let me find this picture real quick uh well as you're finding that i'm going to take my last this is the last thing i want to talk about and mention mm-hmm. tripwire because he's phenomenal and i love him and i have him in my hands and he's the best thing that i've ever had in my life and he also is the first figure, at least in my that I can think of, that comes with a 1911, which is my favorite handgun. Uh, so yeah, save it there for recent go. acquisitions, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he will be in every requ- recent acquisitions because I'm just gonna keep buying tripwires, baby. This whole wall is gonna be tripwire. Launching on December 27th, 2023, meet the faces of Codename GI Joe, Hawk, Duke, Baroness, and Stalker. Beginning in Duke number one. So right away, you, okay, so we'll go ahead and eliminate. There's Duke. We all know him. He looks like the he looks like the last figure that came out. There's Stalker. He looks very heavily classified influence because he's got his little, like, parka, you know, scarf thing draped over him. Then we got these other two oddballs. This guy on the left is Hawk, who is in a full battle, like his full military dress with all the bad, you know, all his little badges of honor. He's got like the John, non, not John Constantine, John Etrigan, the demon. He's got yeah. this like white, this white streak of hair here. He's also got some Jason Reed Richards on the side. So I'm guessing they've moved Hawk into a, you know, this is a role that Hawk has had before in the comic. He's a very strict advisory role only. Will does not go on the missions. You do not dress like that for military work. He's obviously overseeing the whole show. That's fine. 
Yeah, it's it's actually a pretty cool look. And also, I mean, it could have very easily also been Joe Colton who did a similar thing in a similar suit for a while. But I think that what everybody's really talking about is the fact that Baroness is on the team. So <clears throat> we only got there's only two options, right? One, we're really, really, really rewatching the continuity, and she's a good guy for realsies. Or the more likely scenario that she's the traitor. And they just haven't realized it yet. The only other option would be that she's Chameleon, which is a character that was released as a figure. It was a Baroness repaint, came out during the Big Lots years, and she was made, I don't, maybe they had lost the name to Baroness at the time. But anyway, the file card is like, hey, this is not Baroness. It's somebody that looks just like her. And we put her on the t- upon Cobra as an infiltrator. And they call her Chameleon. This is referenced more in the G.I. Joe Cobra book that you and I were reading with Chuckles in it. Uh, as she's introduced in a different way. But I'm going to throw that out there because that is also a possibility that that is Chameleon. She will pretend to be the Baroness in the comic later on and infiltrate the team. On the other on the other side of that coin, we've got Meet the Faces of Cobra. Cobra Commander, Destro, Mercer, and Zorana, beginning in Cobra Commander number one on January 17th, 2024. <sighs> Great preview of this out right now. You can read like the first three pages where Cobra Commander kills the dude and he like leaves his blood, leaves like the Cobra logo. Pretty, that's, that's a good cool. read. It has a lot of I potential. I didn't know that was out yet. I'll have to, I'll have to hit that up <clears throat> tonight before I go to bed. Nothing so like blood and Cobra symbols to send me so, to sleep. Same thing on this side. Of, Cobra Commander, you know, is looking perfect. It looks exactly as you remembered him. Same thing with Destro. Zorana, you know, does look exactly like Zorana, and I can only assume it's there because they don't have the Baroness. She's over there for now. And in an era of the Marvel run where the leader, Cobra leadership had kind of fallen to the wayside because everybody was leaving, dying, or both, uh, Zorana filled in for a long time as upper management. Zartan was not on the team. He was presumed dead for a long time. Uh, Cesspool was like a pretty big prominent figure in the, like the inner meetings, and so was Zorana. So that's not too out of place for me. Uh, although I would have preferred to see Zartan, obviously. I can assume he's going to be in it at some point. Mercer, on the other hand, is famously known for being a Cobra Viper that switches sides and comes over with lots of key information. Most prominently remembered from the G.I. Joe animated movie because he knows the ventilation shafts or the weak spot of a pterodrome, and that's how Sarge and the other Marauders get in. So again, same thing. We are to kind of assume that Mercer is probably still a villain at this point, and but is feeling bad about the things he's done and will make the switch at some some point. I don't know how soon they're slating that to happen, but I feel like this telegraph's pretty clear that something is in the works. Mercer's so, also giant. Like on this, <laughs> he's a very yeah, large man. <laughs> maybe he. Maybe he quit because they don't have Viper outfits in that size. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, those are both coming out at the end and beginning of, you know, this year and the start of next. And I'm very excited to read these. I am as excited to see what's going to happen in these books as I am to see A Real American Hero 301. Mm. Larry has not been as adventurous with the last run of A Real American Hero, in my opinion. Maybe some of that is because there are no toys that he is forced to write for. Uh, Or maybe he uh, just doesn't like, you know, shaking up the continuity like he used to. And so these books fill that void in a very, in a, in a big way. They give me a different screenshot of what a different GI Joe reality would look like. 
and then I steal from it. And I'm like, yes, I want this in my universe and I want this in my universe. And it all comes together quite well. So I like seeing other interpretations of the, uh, you know, it's not all a real American hero. And in a time where a real American hero has not been taking a lot of chances, uh, it still performs satisfactory. I just, I, I like it when things get a little wild, I guess, in the book. Um, so we'll see coming soon. I guess until then I'll hold myself over with void rivals and I will start reading that transformers probably as Yay. soon as tonight, uh, just to kind of hold me over. It's about once these are all in an actual regular monthly rotation, it'll probably be all I can do to keep up. I'm going from reading yeah. like right now I'm reading no comics a month. Mm. So I'll be I reading several. Back. I've probably so, got 12 ongoing wild. Yeah, it's tough to balance the old comic life. I've been there as I'm very slowly thinning out my lifelong connect collection. So we'll revisit this. When these books hit, we'll definitely cover them and talk about them more in depth. I'm very interested in what they've got going on, and I'm a big fan of all the creative team that's involved in these books across the board. I think they will whip up some pretty wild and good reads for us. And that's going to do it for us here in Anything Joe's. We'll be back in two short weeks. We're going to resume watching The Pyramid of Darkness. We're on part four of five. And I'm very excited to get into the, I mean, this is like the nitty gritty now. We're really getting, we're getting some cubes activated. It's time to get serious. <laughs> um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Anything Joe's Pod. Jaron runs our Twitter and I run our Instagram. You can also email us directly. And reverse. <laughs> and you can also email us directly to anything Joe's podcast at gmail.com and we would love to hear from you. Your thoughts on Void Rivals, your thoughts on the Cobra Mothers the Cobra Mothership. Yes. Uh, and anything else in between. And we look forward to talking to you again in just two short weeks where anything's available for discussion here on Anything Joe's. Spider-Man. We're going to talk about Marvel Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Spider-Man 2. The all Spider-Man 2. Are you a Miles or are you a Pete? Take our fun online survey and find out. <laughs>